It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 29th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk a little bit about the aftermath of Jonathan Isaac's return to the court and why it is not the cure-all everyone might think it is. Just a word of warning coming up. We'll also talk about how the Orlando Magic have tried to keep an eye on their future and protecting their future, all while still trying to make the playoffs. We'll talk about about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Brooklyn Nets as the Orlando Magic gets set to take the Nets, take on the Nets in their first game on Friday. You can check out Locked On Nets. Want to get ready for Thursday's opening action? Check out Locked On Jazz, Locked On Pelicans, Locked On Lakers, and Locked On Clippers. No matter who you cheer for or what team you're interested in learning more about, there is a Locked On podcast for you, whether it's in the NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, or College 2. With sports kicking back on, now is the perfect time to jump back in with your favorite team with their Locked On podcast. So search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. To say the least, Tuesday was spent buzzing. Tuesday was spent excited. Tuesday was spent just feeling very good about the Orlando Magic. It was not merely because of the 114-110 win over the Denver Nuggets. It's a scrimmage. It's not that important. It was because of Jonathan Isaac. For the first time since he was hurt on January 1st, Jonathan Isaac stepped onto a basketball court and just played amazingly. No other way to describe it. I tried to spend a whole podcast yesterday kind of describing it, and I don't think I adequately did it, to be perfectly honest. 13 points, 5 for 7 shooting, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, all in 7 minutes of play. It was scintillating, it was exciting, it was hopeful, because, you know, while we're still very, very focused on the playoffs this year, and what this specific team can do, we also always have our eye on the future as this is still a rebuilding and developing team. And Jonathan Isaac, as I've said on this podcast many times, as, as I truly believe, Jonathan Isaac is probably the one player on this team that does anything at an elite level. And if he had stayed healthy, Jonathan Isaac very well might have been on the all-defensive team. Jonathan Isaac is a very bright light uh, for a team that has had its struggles, obviously, the last seven years, but 
Um, for, for a team that was even struggling this year, Jonathan Isaac was the one thing we could all hold on to and say, this is a brighter future ahead. And frankly, when Jonathan Isaac got hurt on January 1st, it felt like air was rushing out of the balloon, more so than when Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon both went down against the Raptors in November. Losing Jonathan Isaac seemed to make the rest of the season pointless, and that's no offense to the guys on the team and no offense to what they were able to accomplish in the meantime. Certainly, Markel Fultz provided some some meaning to the season as well, as did Aaron Gordon, to be frank, after the All-Star break. But losing Jonathan Isaac was a big blow. He changed, it changed a lot of what the Magic wanted to do and a lot of who the Magic could be. It's not that the Magic were some elite defensive team. They, they were good, but they weren't elite with Isaac out on the floor. But certainly, the Magic and, and Magic fans wanted to continue to see, see Isaac make the progression that he was making, becoming more assertive and confident on the offensive end of the floor, uh, and becoming a bigger part of the Magic's uh, overall future and, and play style. To be sure, Isaac missing that second half plus of the season slows his development and slows what he can ultimately become. To say the least, then, Magic fans were excited to have Isaac back, as were his teammates, as he is very well liked among, among his teammates and, and, and a great supporter of them, and, and they are a great supporter of him. So Isaac scoring 13 points and, and doing what he did, being so active and energetic, and, and again, just being someone that you have to pay attention to. Uh, you, you can't help but pay attention to him when he's on the floor. Has everyone really, really excited for what he can be? But this is your official word of warning. This is your official let's hit the pause button on all of this. Isaac played only seven minutes in the game, seven continuous minutes in that game, uh, with a quarter break in between, of course. He said after the game that he felt like he could have played in the second half, but those seven minutes really tired him out. It's not like Jonathan Isaac's going to go in there and play a full stretch of full stretch or full minutes immediately. Steve Clifford said that uh, after the game as well that Jonathan Isaac will continue to be monitored that he can't say for sure how much he'll be able to play Friday or even if he'll be able to play Friday. It's all about how he responds to practice on Wednesday, practice again on Thursday, how he responded to the game on Tuesday, and what the medical staff says about him. Obviously, he's cleared every hurdle on the way back up to play, but there is still a bit of a road ahead. There's no guarantee, again, that Isaac plays on Friday, let alone the rest of the season, to be frank. It's still a day-by-day approach with Jonathan Isaac. And like Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and honestly Steve Clifford said, before the Magic entered the campus and as the Magic prepared for the rest of the season, they need to be ready to play, or they are ready to play, assuming Jonathan Isaac will not play again. Now, I think it's a little bit far-fetched to say Isaac won't play again. I would expect him to play Friday. But again, this is the reality. He is dealing with an injury. He's still coming back with an injury. And the Magic are being very cautious. Uh, that's a tease for later on in the show. It is important then to remember that Jonathan Isaac's return does not solve everything for the Magic. It is a feel-good story. It is, uh, again, a, a huge boost of energy, which is exactly what he provided on, on Monday night. But it does not guarantee a thing. And frankly... The Magic cannot count 
on Jonathan Isaac playing his first games in seven months. Again, everyone hasn't played in four months, so there's, everyone's on that curve as well. They cannot rely on Jonathan Isaac to lift the team up in that way. In some respects, him playing on the kind of upper bound of what he can do in his debut game is, might potentially set expectations a little too high. The fact of the matter is this Magic team still has a lot of work to do to get ready for the season or, or to, to play and be successful, I guess because they don't have time to get ready at this point, but to be successful the rest of the season. Isaac's minutes will be limited. I, I wouldn't expect him to even be thinking about returning to the starting lineup until next week at the earliest and probably, honestly, probably not until the playoffs. Probably not until the seeding round is done. They get a full eight games in at whatever level that the Magic have him at before they are comfortable throwing him in the starting lineup. Marco Fultz, on the other hand, I could see him starting on Friday. I'm, I'm beginning to really doubt that, but we'll see uh, what, what happens in practice Wednesday and Thursday before we, we, we determine that. But Isaac's minutes are going to be very limited. And so the Magic are going to have to do what they were planning to do anyway. Find the energy without him. They're going to need to play significantly better defense. While the Magic's defense, I thought, was pretty good against the Denver Nuggets for the most part, they still gave up a lot of threes, which the Nuggets took advantage of. Uh, and frankly, in, the, in their three scrimmages, they were not physical enough defensively, something that Isaac certainly does provide. Their pace was hit or miss throughout all the scrimmages. Really, it was pace that helped Jonathan Isaac score a lot, and Marco Fultz had a lot to do with that. Isaac is a player who fits in perfectly with the pace the Magic want to play, that faster pace the Magic want to play because he's such a good fast-break player. The rest of the Magic need to get on that page, too. James Ennis on Monday was a big boost on that front, able to cut and move without the basketball to kind of get the defense moving. That helped get everyone into a more intense pace. And certainly, you know, once Isaac kind of did his thing, everyone was really into the game, and that helped increase pace as well. The Magic have to be a better three-point shooting team. The three-point shooting during the scrimmages was abysmal, and we know this is not a great three-point shooting team to begin with. Everyone's still getting their rhythm. Everyone's still getting their legs under them. It, it, it's somewhat understandable. But there is still a lot of work to do. Isaac's mere presence is not going to fix all of this. It'll, it'll help. I'm not saying it won't help. I'm, and, you know, Isaac is such a big presence uh, when he's on the floor, especially when he's dialed in and, 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 and you know, in shape and, and, and in condition and all that and in rhythm more than anything else. But he's not going to cure all of this. Just because Jonathan Isaac is back, it doesn't mean, oh, well, the Magic now have one of the best defenses in the league again. Or, oh, everything for the Magic is going to be as it should be or as it would have been uh, had the Magic not had all the injuries. They would, they'll, they'll be that 42-40 and 40 team that you know, would have fought for the sixth seed or, or whatever. That's not quite how this is going to work. Jonathan Isaac's minutes and Jonathan Isaac's time on the floor and Jonathan Isaac's impact is still going to be limited. I would say the one bad thing Isaac did in Monday's game was his defensive timing was just not there yet. He was jumping on pump fakes. He's just a little overeager, and that's to be expected. But it's going to be hard to expect Isaac to immediately go back to that level that he was at in November and December when he was blocking everything and being a defensive terrorist. Naturally, he's going to do a lot of that but not at the level that he was, not at the all-defensive level that he was. And so this is your word of warning. This is your word of caution to slow down just a bit. There is still a lot of issues with key players that has to be figured out. Stuff that 
can't be figured out or covered over even with a strong player like Jonathan Isaac at full strength. It is great to have Isaac back. I'm as excited as everyone else is that Isaac's back. He has clearly worked very, very hard to get himself ready for this. You know, again, when he went down in January, the air sucked out of the balloon. You could go back and listen to that podcast on January 1st, uh, or the January 2nd episode of Locked on Magic, and you could probably hear the depression in my voice because everyone knew then that this is not good. This is not a good sign for the team, and this is not... It's going to, re- again, render a lot of the season seemingly pointless, or not pointless, but but certainly less meaningful. It is good to have Isaac back. He will make a difference. He will make an impact in the minutes he plays. But he is not everything. He is not a cure-all for this team. And frankly, he may not play as well as he did Monday night the rest of the season. Before we dive into a little bit about what the Magic are trying to do to protect their future, be sure to start your morning with the news that matters most in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boudou and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Check it out again today. Axios Today every morning for the latest uh, in sports news uh, and, and and other news around the world. With the NBA getting ready to start up and sports being back, it is time to get back into the game. I I have been waiting for this day. We've all been waiting for this day since March. And now that it's here, I've got one thing on my mind, and that is making sure that I am making the most of sports' return. And the best way to do that is to go to my bookie. It is a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all those different analogies and sports references all wrapped up into one. I love it, you love it, and that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of Major League Baseball, now there's never been a better time to start playing, plus the NBA coming back, never a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, and they pay. That's probably the most important part. That's why it's listed in all caps on the copy that I'm reading. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series feature bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season's even begun. Well, the season has begun, and that bet for the Marlins is not looking great. But why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future, and in this case, that means basketball, hockey, and football all right around the corner. Hockey started their preseason scrimmages up in their bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto. Very exciting. MyBookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. So join today. And best of all, if you join today, MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss a free $10 MLB future wager. Again, don't bet on the Marlins. That's a pro tip right there. All you got to do is enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's LOCKEDONNBA. That's two N's. Not, we're not cheating you an N there when you sign up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. Good luck, everyone. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The, the bulk of my conversations coming out of Monday's game against the Denver Nuggets um, with, with people online, which, again, you know, sometimes on Twitter it's a little dangerous. Um, yeah, there's obviously still focus and thoughts about the future of this franchise and what happens next. The, you know, there, there's definitely a certain part of the fan base that has moved on from this season already and doesn't really care what the Magic do in the playoffs. I, I'm not one of those. I've, I've always said, and I've said this last year, I said this this year, the playoffs are really important for this team. That's and, and honestly, at this point, with no ability to make transactions, that's all that matters. So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to dive into that discussion here. But the, the other part of that conversation was about Mobamba and how the Magic have used Mobamba in these scrimmages. Essentially, he has checked in late in the third quarter, played about eight, nine minutes or so um, through the third and fourth quarters, and checked out. That's kind of his stint. He's not playing with the starters. He's not you know, essentially playing the full backup role. Uh, and, you know, the reason Steve Clifford is given for this is, is simply that, you know, Bomb, that they're they're managing Mo Bomba a little bit with, with you know, his history of injury, you know, still, you know, he should be fully recovered from the leg injury, but there's still some concern a little bit about that. Um, you know, he's, they've, they've been managing it throughout the early part of the season, especially, and even now. Um, it seems like they're still managing it. Plus... With all the weight gain that he made, gaining about twenty, gaining twenty plus pounds of muscle, they're a little bit concerned about his conditioning and his wind. And you could see in in his game, and certainly Monday's game more than any other, he looked really tired. And he get seems like he gets more tired real fat, a lot quicker, um, which is understandable. I mean, he put on a lot of weight without playing while putting on the weight. I mean, typically in an off season, you put on a lot of muscle, but you're also doing skill work. You're also, you know, playing a little bit while you're putting on that muscle. And so you, your body gets used to carrying that weight while you're playing the game. And so the Magic have had to kind of do, do you know, do that part on their own during practices. And that has left Bamba a little bit behind. For sure, though, Bamba has played well. He looks good with the weight. Um, you know, he's used it pretty well, even though, even though you know, he may not quite notice a difference, you know, from by my eye. Um, when he's been in the been in the paint and been in the post, I, I think that he's held his own a lot better. He's been a little bit better on the glass, uh, and and you know overall, I, I think Bamba's played really well in these scrimmages. I think it, it certainly seems like he has carried over, um, you know, not wholly, but carried over a lot of the progress that he had made from the regular season into the the scrimmages and into into the campus setting. That still hasn't sat easy with a lot of people, though, and, and honestly. It it it, ha- it seems like it hasn't sat completely easy with Mo Bamba. He said in a media availability that yes, he is frustrated that he can't play more. He wants to play more. Players want to play. That's that's kind of the always the golden rule. And certainly, if we're going by what happened before um, the hiatus, Mo Bamba seemingly had earned more playing time. He, it seemed like he had earned an opportunity. To, to do a little bit more, and if not for the tightening rotations, you know, it, it certainly, you, you certainly would have seen Bamba on the floor more. He certainly, at the very least, he'd beaten Ken Birch for that backup center role. Now, 
obviously with with everyone concerned about conditioning and, and keeping everyone fresh, we are indeed going to see the rotation expand. We will see Ken Birch. We will probably see Mo Bamba and Ken Birch get minutes uh, in this se- in this setting. And it's important in the Magic that Bamba plays. Um, the question now that the scrimmages are over and, and you can kind of designate a time for Bamba to play is how and when those minutes will come. You know, will Bamba get first half minutes playing alongside starters or playing as the backup center? Will he be a third center that gets five or six minutes in each co- in each half? Um, to kind of spell Ken Birch a little bit or to provide a little bit of a spark or, or something something different. That is the part that's still unknown. And again, the frustration that fans are feeling and the frustration that Bamba is feeling are very, very real and frankly, very legitimate. I'm I'm ready to trust Bamba to do a little bit more. I mean, obviously, I don't have the medical information telling me what his wind is. I'm not talking to him to say, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I felt good after those eight minutes. I'm not in those rooms. I, I can't say that definitively. But, you know, if, if everything checks out, I would play Bamba a little bit more. But that's not what's really at issue here. Yes, the Magic are trying to make the playoffs. Yes, the Magic are trying to win games and, and trying to put out lineups and put out groups that will help them do so. But that's not all that's at stake here. That's not all the Magic are focused on. Because while the Magic do have a lot to accomplish and do have a lot to achieve inside the NBA's campus, they have one other thing that's very important too. And that is their future and protecting their future assets and making sure that they're healthy, able to get through the season, able to be healthy and ready for a shortened offseason to improve and get ready for 2021 and beyond. And that same line that Bamba said he was frustrated a little bit with his playing time, he said, but I do understand it. I've, you know, He's talked to the medical staff. He's talked to the coaches. He understands why those minutes are restricted. Players want to play. They want to play. But he understands why the restrictions are in place, that the organization is trying to keep, maintain him and keep him ready and keep him fresh and keep him injury-free so that he can continue to grow. They understand the work that he put in. They certainly appreciate and are excited, I think, about the work that he put in. But there are still steps he has to take to take full advantage of it. The Magic, under Jeff Weltman, have been notoriously cautious. There's no getting around that. I'm not going to hide from that. It definitely feels like they have done, they've moved slower with injuries than we might otherwise think they should for, for various reasons. But it's important to remember at this juncture, in this setting, that that caution is warranted. It's warranted for everyone on the roster, but specifically with the three key players in Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba. They have been very careful analyzing their data, talking to the player, to decide how to get the most out of him. While also maintaining him and not putting him at a heightened risk of injury heading into next season. So while the Magic are... So while the Magic are focused on making the playoffs this year, and really, you know, it's really important that they make the playoffs, and honestly, it's really important that they make the seventh seed. As I've said before, 
If the Magic don't finish seventh, I would consider this time in the campus a failure. So while they are keenly focused on that, they are still mindful of their future. They are still mindful of being careful with players who are still managing injuries. Jonathan Isaac obviously has the knee injury. Mo Bamba is dealing with putting on putting on weight and getting his conditioning up. You know, when you're tired, you tend to get injured more. And Marco Fultz, yeah, is still dealing with the shoulder issue. That is that is a condition that will not go away. The Magic have made it clear to those players. They've discussed with those players. You know, they are part of this process too. That this is how we're going to restrict you. This is why we're going to restrict you. And you are important to this franchise's future. That, that is probably the most important part of this. You know, Jonathan I, you know, Steve Clifford has openly said, we're not going to go faster than Jonathan Isaac's body will allow because he is too important for our future. It's, it's rare to hear Steve Clifford kind of take a step out of sort of the trench, so to speak. You know, I, if, if I have a criticism of Steve Clifford, I, you know, honestly, I think my biggest criticism of Steve Clifford at this point and in two years with the Magic is he coaches kind of to, not a standard, but he doesn't adjust or vary his, his coaching or his rotations to meet the opponent uh, in a regular season game or to meet you know, kind of the, the, the gravity of a game sometimes. You know, sometimes he does. Aaron Gordon's played full second halves because Aaron Gordon has a ton of trust. But he isn't going to tweak his rotations just to tweak his rotations. He's very deliberate with everything, which is, I think, a strength, but, it, it, you know, as, as often happens with coaches, strengths become weaknesses very, very quickly depending on the team and the situation and where that team is at. The structure of the Magic provide and the consistency the Magic provide has been good. I, I think Clifford has done a great job as the Magic coach. But I would say that you know, in a game, in a in a big game, in the regular season at least, Clifford sometimes doesn't tweak his lineup or he sticks to his guns a little bit too a hair late uh, on things or is you know just a little bit too deliberate sometimes. So this is an instance where Clifford wasn't like that. Clifford wasn't kind of so deep into this season and what the team needs to do to kind of establish consistency to say, look, Jonathan Isaac is really important to our future and we're not going to throw him out there if we're not confident that he can handle it. We're not going to push him to get back if he can't handle it. It's a really big admission. I, I, I hope everyone understands how big of an admission that is. And it's why the Magic are still being cautious with these three players. Because, yes, there's still a lot to fight for this season. But this season ain't the war. There are bigger fish to fry, and these players will play a big role in that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all of them listed on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.